Hey, how you doing? I hope you're doing good. I hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Hope you had a good Black Friday. Uh, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, we didn't upload any any episodes this week, this past week, because because of the holidays and everything we had going on. We had to do some Black Friday shopping, some some online shopping. We had four different dinners to go to. Uh, just had a lot of things going on. I, I went hunting the day before Thanksgiving, <clears throat> or either Tuesday or Wednesday. I can't remember exactly which one it was. Went hunting, didn't get anything. We seen a doe. Uh, I I followed her for a little while, hoping that a buck would catch her trail. But I, I'm I'm pretty positive that she was already bred. She was probably pregnant because uh, this time of the year in my area is rut, and rut doesn't last very long. But the male deer know that it's rut. Their testosterone's up, so regardless of if the females are in heat or ready, uh, the the males are gonna try to find a female. And uh, the fact that I followed her and was around her that long, there wasn't any uh, male deer. There wasn't any bucks uh, after her. Told me that you know she's probably already pregnant. So let that walk. But either way, had a had a really good time. Had a really good Thanksgiving. Got stuff. Gained some weight. Got some good deals. Black Friday shopping. Uh, got Brittany the new iPhone 10. She loves it. I'm really impressed with it. Uh, I got one for myself, but I'm using the Note 8, and I've, I really like the Note 8. And there's certain aspects of it that I just I can only do on the Note 8 and can't do from the iPhone. So I'm kind of torn. I've I've used iPhone since the first iPhone uh, back in 0708. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not sure that I'm going to switch. I, I'm, like I said, we ordered two, we got one for her. I may just end up selling the other one because they are, the resale on those now is amazing because Apple's, the, the next round of iPhone 10 orders probably won't be here till March. And I already tested the market once on eBay and I could, I could have guaranteed 1800 and it's $1,100 phone. It's, it is the 256 gigabyte version. So I'm pretty positive. I'm just going to sell it on eBay. Uh, but I, I haven't decided yet. Maybe I'll let you guys know what I should do. Or maybe you should tell me what I should do uh, with it. Should I do a giveaway with it? I've thought about that. And I think that that might be a really good idea to do a giveaway. Once I have X number of subscribers or X number of views, something like that. Maybe uh, do a giveaway with that. If you guys want me to do a giveaway with the iPhone 10, let me know. I'll hold on to it until until I get some feedback. If you think I should sell it, just make the money. Tell me that. If you if you think I should switch and I should uh, use the iPhone 10 myself, comment that below. If you think I should do a giveaway with it and let one of you guys and uh, uh, have it, comment below. Let me know. Whatever gets the most comments, I'll uh, is what I'll do. But anyways, you know, got the holiday season coming up. It's going to be pretty crazy for the next month. I hope you guys have a, have a good holiday season. Have a good end to your 2017. Uh, but let's, let's go ahead and jump into this episode. Today we're going to talk about marketing in the 21st century. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to dive too deep into any particular subtopic within within this like uh, maybe search engine optimization i'm not going to go too deep into that right now i do plan on doing some videos specifically on different aspects of this in the future and have uh, hopefully having some guests on that are uh, uh renowned and respected and professionals in this industry maybe they could give us some better insight 
Uh, I'm actually talking to one guy right now. I can't I can't mention who he is because it's not confirmed. I don't want to get your hopes up. But uh, he does a lot with social media marketing, influencer marketing, and that sort of thing. So, marketing in the 21st century. The, the point of marketing should be to get your product or service in front of as many people as possible while spending the least amount of money possible. And it should be noted that those people, because of the, the advances and possibilities in online marketing, you should have, make sure that those people, those people need to be people who you are confident who are your demographic? Who are who you're confident that they are likely to buy, use, or need your product or or your service? Uh, so, and that's that's an advantage of that's one of the many advantages of online marketing versus traditional marketing. Traditional marketing is <clears throat> radio, newspaper, print magazines, and that's printed newspapers, uh, print magazines television especially your local channels billboards and and those are all like i said types of traditional marketing uh examples of online marketing is influencer marketing which is where uh somebody that has somebody that has a social media presence or an online presence it could be a big youtube following or an uh, instagram account that has 500,000 or a million followers uh that's influencer marketing and you're you're it's normally done one of a couple ways you either pay that person up front to advertise you or use or endorse your product or service or you, you provide them with a code to track sales or something. You just give them a portion of the sales resulting from their, them advertising and endorsing your product. Or you do both. You, you pay them some up front and you give them a portion of the sales that they generate. That's why a lot of times you see people that you follow have a, a code a, and especially a discount code. So they're giving you a little bit of a discount, which is great for you. There's nothing at all wrong with that. Advertising and marketing and sales is always seen, normally seen in a negative light. And it's not always bad. It's it's most of the time not bad. Uh, the majority of marketing and advertising is not bad. It's good. It's good for the consumers. It's a result of the free market. And it's what helps keep prices down and quality up. But uh, we're not going to get into that right now. So, so that's influencer marketing, though. Uh... <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. Um, there's marketing on Snapchat, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and uh, all that is that's different from influencer marketing. You're not marketing using one person's following. On, like for example, on Instagram, you would maybe you have an account or or whatever. You go on there and you you build a post, and then you you select to boost that post and advertise that that post. And then you can target your specific demographic, the age, the gender, ethnicity, location, net worth, income, uh, their interests and their behaviors, uh, all that you can just, you can specifically target the exact demographic, the exact type of person who is most likely to buy your product. And then your product will show up in that per in who, what, whoever Instagram feels is that meets those those requirements that your product or service your advertisement will show up in their feed 
Uh, and you can't, you just can't guarantee that kind of stuff with television or billboards, magazines, radio. You just can't, they can't guarantee you who's going to hear that. They just, they, when you advertise with radio, you're essentially advertising with an influencer. Sure, you can say, okay, well, uh, if you put lay out all the radio stations in front of me, well, my consumer probably listens to this channel more than, it, or this station over any of the other stations. So then you advertise on that radio station. Well, that's real similar to influencer marketing, except you can actually track the amount of engagements. You're not estimating just how many people heard it because on radio, you know, when, when the commercials come on, most of the time you're skipping it. You're skipping those commercials. That's why that's PayPal's whole business model is they throw advertisements in for the free version and then they offer to allow you to pay them in order to get it without advertisements. Same thing with YouTube on YouTube Red. Uh, but, so that's, that's, that's kind of the difference. is just how targeted you're able to do. And then after the fact, after you've ran the campaign, you have data, so much data, that you can just consume and, and study and dissect to figure out, you know, all right, is this maximized? Did this do as good as it could have? Or can we change some things and do better? Um, but, so, so let's not go into that too deep right yet. So as I mentioned influencer marketing, Snapchat, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. There's also Google via AdWords, uh, website marketing. Google, ad, Google via, you, you use AdWords on Google and uh, you can really do it via any search engine. And you can do search engine optimization via your website when you build your website or whatever when you whatever it is and you're putting in the keywords so that they'll show up and get the most results and the metadata metadata and, and all that so, stuff uh, but the your goal is to when people search for your specific product or use those keywords in a search on Google uh, you want your product to be first page potentially top 10 top 5 maybe at the very top now that's search engine optimization now you can also in order to get your your results at the very top now think about this when you go to google and you search something you scroll down the first three most of the time three results sometimes maybe a little more a little less the first three results say sponsored or or advertisement or something like that now those are po those are results that are related and and that are related to your search but they weren't the organic, natural, number one result. So those companies or whatever paid to have those show up at the top. You scroll down a little further where the advertisements stop, and they all kind of look the same, but there's a, a line or maybe a box that outlines them just to let you know. And that Once you get past that and then you're into the, the natural, organic results, those are all places 99.9% .9 of the time that have optimized their site or whatever it is that, that showed up there in order to be first page and get that place when people search those keywords. Because you're not going to, if you're looking for something specific, especially to buy something, buy a product or service, you're not going to go all the way to the 5th, 6th, 7th page of Google results hardly ever it's going to be first page second page maybe third page <coughs> if you don't find exactly what you're looking for then or having trouble finding something 
you then you probably reword your search because you know just like the companies do all right let me change my wording here hopefully the results change after that there's uh website marketing which is could be as simple as you advertising on uh, your website or another website with a banner that goes on the, across the top or on the side uh, or maybe you're selling marketing space we'll get into that a little bit later too um, then you got email marketing email marketing used to be very very popular it's starting to die down a little bit now because it's just not as effective or there's more effective things online there's better ways to spend your money uh, and from from email and website, there's also blogs. Uh, blogs is I'm just, you guys know what blogs are. I don't have to explain that to you, but you can advertise in blogs. It can be yours, or you can go to a popular blogger that maybe you feel has the audience that's most likely to match your demographic, and you advertise in that blog. You sponsor that blog, uh, and then you've got podcasts, just like this. And uh, I'm sure you guys have have heard uh you if you listen to any podcast besides this one uh maybe the podcast opens up with some advertisements maybe it uh in the middle maybe they'll throw in a couple advertisements give you a uh uh a code to a referral code or, or just anything like that to to put in when you go and then that gives you a discount but they'll also get a kickback off of that that code allows that company whoever's like uh, a fi- uh, what is it? The Dollar Shave Club. Dollar Shave Club is a big uh, endorsement for a lot of different podcasts. They get, the podcast gives you a code to use when you go to Dollar Shave Club. You get a discount, <coughs> but that allows Dollar Shave Club to track where these customers are coming from, so they know where their ad money is getting spent at the best, and the podcaster can will get paid back for uh for you going there and, and using their code that's why it's, it's beneficial for everybody uh, when you use those codes and th- that's one of the reasons i really like podcasts over something like a uh, like a youtube channel like if i had a youtube channel sure i could pick i, I could uh screen my my sponsors and and who advertised within my content but on on youtube <clears throat> especially like but when you click a video if you don't have youtube rage you click a video nine times out of ten there's an ad that plays before that video that's because that youtuber has clicked to monetize that video if they didn't that ad wouldn't play uh and then beside the video there's ads above the video there's ads there might be little pop-ups that come up um and the the YouTuber doesn't have any control over over which or who what companies videos or advertisements play there. They don't have any control over that. So it's really just YouTube and Google figuring taking collecting data or using data that they've collected from you to determine what companies and products you may be interested in. Regardless of what demographic the company thinks it fits best, they what it's what, and I'm sure that probably plays a little role in it because I know the process of when you want to go buy ad, 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 ads on Google, but they'll use that data and say, okay, you fit this demographic. We think you're likely to buy this product or service, so you're going to get this ad, regardless of what the YouTuber wants. The YouTuber simply says yes, monetize, no, not monetize. They they really can't filter who monetizes within that video. 
um, as a as a podcaster and a and a blogger, I'm, I assume I'm not a blogger, but as a podcaster, there's no third party ads that get played before my videos or in the middle of my videos or after my videos. I get to choose who, what advertisements you guys hear. So and that's great because that's like me putting my stamp of approval on that company. I don't I don't you're not gonna associate a company that's crap with me. Because I got to screen that company first before the advertisement was delivered to you. If you, if I, that means I can make sure that it's a relevant advertisement to who listens to my podcast. I can make sure that it's quality. They're not a con or a scam, uh, and all that stuff. It's just, it's. I really like that a lot better, and I think that YouTube and some of these other platforms should really allow their content creators to 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 do more of that screen kind of who they want to allow to be advertised but essentially uh internet marketing is using the internet to do one or more of the following uh and before i get into these let me just go and explain most people associate marketing and advertising with trying to sell a good or a service or whatever that's only one aspect of it selling goods and services over the internet there's multiple reasons for why you could want to market or advertise. Uh, it could be, a, now you're selling goods or services, or you could be selling advertising space over the internet. Maybe you've got a website and you, you, you know, you've got those banners at the top or on the side, or maybe this podcast, I say, I, I want five sponsors. I don't want to do any more than that. I don't want to take up too much of your time. So I've got five sponsors. I've got five slots. Let me get those filled. Another reason to want to market or advertise could be that you just want to communicate uh, your, your company's message about its, its yourself or the, the, its products or its services. You're not really trying to sell anything. You're just trying to raise awareness, your brand recognition and that sort of thing. Have your name known. Have your company's name known. Have the product known. Uh, you could run a campaign uh just as like an educational thing, as if you come out with a new product that's never been seen before, there's some consumer education there that you have to you have to teach them what this product is, why it's useful, why they need it. You're not really trying to sell it to them. There's no sale. There's no asking it. You're just showing them what it is and what it does. Uh, another reason could be to conduct research. Now this doesn't have would you can conduct research on your product or your service, and that's. That'll be to maybe see, do you need to better your product or service before you take it to market? Maybe you've taken it to market and you just want to see if you need to improve anything on it. Uh, or is there a product or service that you don't have out yet that the market has a need for and associate? Maybe maybe they associate that with your brand. They say, well, you know, I get this, this, and this from you, So, but I need this too, and I would expect to maybe get it from you, or it would be great if I could get it from you. Uh, you can also conduct market research on existing and potential customers. That could be as simple as a survey. Uh, Verizon does a lot of surveys. I get surveys on YouTube and uh, Google and stuff. And that's just them doing market research on on their listeners and their customers and that sort of thing. There's no ask there. They're not asking you to buy anything. They just ask for a little bit of your time when you do this. You know, let's. They're wanting to collect some information. They're wanting to get some data, and that's really so that they can improve their future advertisements or their future products or maybe their current services, that sort of thing. They're, you, it doesn't require any money from you, just maybe a little bit of time or something. 
Uh, and finally, it's just to connect with prospects and consumers. Just strictly to connect. You're running an advertisement or a, a campaign or you're doing some kind of marketing just to connect with your consumers, with your your customers. A great example of this is Gary Vaynerchuk. I don't know if you guys know him. It's Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, he has Gary V on YouTube and Facebook and all that stuff. He runs VaynerMedia, Vayner Sports. His dad owned Wine Library. He, he, that's what he's known for really is building that up. But he puts out a lot of free content. There's absolutely no, there's absolutely no ask in it whatsoever. Every now and then, he like he just had a shoe release, but for a year before that, he just put out there's daily V's, and it's almost like daily vlogging, but it's more of like uh, uh, vlogging from a business standpoint. What he's and it, I guess it really is what he's doing, but it doesn't involve any of his ki his kids or his wife. No really home life stuff. It's it's more like a daily vlogger for people who want to learn how to be better at business or want to watch somebody who quote-unquote is good at business i'm not saying he's not that's not at all why i said that but that's just kind of the the, the niche that he's attacking with those vlogs um so he's just trying to connect with them he's trying to bring, raise awareness he's trying to bring value to you so that you know if he was to ever like so he he's an author so he's got books out and this is a great example him without doing the daily V's and all the free content and connecting with his consumers. Without that, all of that, the book sales would be tremendously less than with that. He's going to sell a lot more books because he did all of that. He provided all that value to the market. And that's that's really it. Like money, money is, if you, and that's, I think that's why people associate marketing and advertising advertising in a negative light they look at it in a negative light because oh, you're just trying to sell me something or just trying to blah 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 get money from me that should not be what you're doing when you market and when you advertise you should be trying to provide value or a, a needed service you should be trying to provide some good to the people to the market to consumers whether it be cons uh, consumer or business that you're selling to, B2B or B2C, B2B being business to business, B2C, business to consumer, regardless of who your customer is, you should be trying to bring value to them and, and provide a, a service that they need. You shouldn't be trying to sell them fish oil. You, you don't, you know, don't come up and tell them, hey, uh, I don't like your shoes. Your shoes are bad. You need some new shoes. And then say, but hey, I've got some new Yeezys that I could sell you. That's, you know, you should be trying to bring value to them. Save them time. Like Uber, Uber and Lyft are great. They save time uh, while also providing a lot of jobs. But that's completely different topics. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be marketing or advertising or running a business because you think, okay, I want to be a millionaire. In order to be a millionaire, I need to sell a lot of stuff. Okay, here's a product that I really don't care about. Let's throw a lot of marketing dollars at it and get people to buy a lot of it so I can be a millionaire. You're going about that all wrong and you won't be, that's not how to, money is just a byproduct of bringing value to the market. If, if more people thought of it like that and looked at it like that, it wouldn't, then marketing and advertising and sales wouldn't be seen in such a negative light. Uh, 
so let's let's jump into why online marketing works better than traditional marketing for most things. Uh, with and a lot of it will come down to data. There's just so much more data available in online marketing and in the online world than in traditional marketing. Uh, like for example, you have more control over the demographic who sees your advertisement. So on the radio, you could pick, like I I used in the example, you could pick a radio station that's likely to have more listeners that fit the demographic you want. Well, with YouTube and Facebook and Twitter, Instagram, all those, you only pay when you don't get paid. You don't have to pay for the advertisement's face just because people seen the ad. Like people scrolling through their feed, they see it, they scroll right past it. You're not paying for those. You're paying for people who actually engage with the ad. Click on it, click the link, like it, comment, share it, those sorts of things. That's what you're paying for. You're not paying for people to just see it. The radio is charging you for people to hear it, not engage with it. <clears throat> Online marketing, especially social, especially social media, you're paying for engagements. And I'm pretty sure that Google is still the same way. You're paying for engagements. Uh, and for the most part, online marketing is much cheaper. Uh, and that's probably, I need to, you know, probably in parentheses say for now, I can't, you know, I can't say how long it's going to be this cheap. I know the prices definitely came up over time. Anybody who was marketing back in the 2000s knows that Google's more expensive now than it was then. Uh, people who signed up for Facebook's first ads were got a crazy deal on it as compared to what they're paying now it's still cheap it's still cheap especially compared to traditional marketing it's just not as cheap so i can't if you're listening to this podcast 10 years from now and there's some new way of marketing out that and now everything i'm mentioning is essentially traditional marketing with air quotes uh then i'm sure this doesn't apply but anybody's listening to it now this applies it's much cheaper uh, with online marketing, you have so much more tracking. Like, we track those engagements. You can't track the engagements with radio, not unless you do the, like the way podcasts do, and that person has a uh, offer code or, or you know, whatever, uh, a promo code, where you put in the promo code, you get a discount, blah, blah. That also serves to track your sales. If, if a sponsor gives me a specific promo code, I put that promo code or I give you guys this, the promo code in this podcast, well, when you go and you put in that promo code, you get the discount, great for you. They also know, okay, well, this person definitely came and bought something from us because of our ad dollars that we spent with Drew Talks Business. So that's, that's you know, you just get that tracking. You get a lot of tracking, though. You know, where they came from, who they are. You can collect a lot of data. Uh, where they, maybe even where they clicked on your website. What other products they looked at but didn't buy. Maybe what they put in their cart but didn't buy. Uh, and that's a good, and I can, we could go down that forever. That's another rabbit hole that we could, that we could explore. Not going to right now, but just know that you, there's so much more tracking you can do with online. The process is more streamlined. In a lot of ways, there's not much paperwork. It's all because it's online marketing. There's a lot of online uh, uh, documents. You just type it up, sign it, whatever, pay for it. It's it's streamlined. There's not as much moving gears as with a lot of traditional marketing. 
uh, you you can do list building. You're building lists of consumers. People come to your, especially on websites. People come to your website a lot of times. You go to a website, they pop up to subscribe to our newsletter, you enter an email, or maybe they ask you, you know, verified your age or verify your email or create an account. Anytime you create an account on a website, yeah, it's handy because they collect your information, they keep it. You don't have to put in, especially if you're going to shop there a lot, like Amazon. Uh, you don't have to put in your email every time, you don't have to put in your address every time you buy something, your card information every time you buy something, but that's also providing Amazon the ability to build a huge list, and then from that list they can say, okay, these people built, bought these products, these people bought these products and services, these people fit this category, and these people fit this category. It's much easier to do that than, than with traditional marketing. Traditional marketing, you don't have really anything like that. Uh, and you've got you've got specialized ads for targeting specific demographics. Uh, like I said, you have more control over the demographic. You can create specialized ads. Like if you want to advertise a product, you don't have to just run one ad that's targeting one demographic. If you know multiple demographics uh, are likely to buy this product, but not all demographics, then you can create four different ads, each one targeting a specific demographic. Because the advertisement that might work best for this demographic may not be the advertisement that works best for this demographic. The wording of it, the pictures, maybe the link, uh, the content of the advertisement, that means a lot too. Just because you know so these, these groups are likely to buy our product, that doesn't mean that the same advertisement should be used for all those groups just because it's the same product. And, and finally, there's, there's SEO, whether it's uh, an Instagram page or your website, advertisement, whatever. You can optimize that so that people searching for that specifically are more likely to find yours before they find your competitions. Uh, and SEO is such a deep topic. It's so important that it deserves its own podcast, its own episode in this podcast. So we're, we're we'll go super deep into that, but I gotta I want to find the right uh, the right guest to really speak on that and and provide you guys the right education and the right value concerning that before we do. <coughs> but so like I said, uh, which one was it? Um, so like the specialized ads, you 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 build one even though multiple groups like. Uh, or or are likely to buy your this pro this specific product or service, but maybe not all one maybe one ad isn't right for all of them. You create different ads that falls back to the psychology of it. Psychology is very important in marketing. One of the most important aspects of marketing. Uh, and I'm not going to go into, I'm not going to do, a, I could do a whole episode on psychology. I'm not going to do a whole episode on psychology right now, but I will go give you a couple examples of why it's important and maybe a little bit on how you can use it in your marketing and your, your advertising. And this could be, could be applied to some traditional marketing, but it really needs to be applied to all of your online marketing. Uh, and there's, I got a, 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 phrase for it it's what i'm about to talk about is, is framing i'm not the creator of this i just i've there's a couple books on it i've i've, I've really 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 educated myself on this topic because i'm a big believer in psychology psychology is one of those topics that came kind of natural for me i understood a lot of the basics of psychology just naturally 
uh, I could, you know, if somebody said, you know, give me some information about psychology, I could get, I could have gave you a list of like cause and effect, reactions, that sort of stuff. And a lot of people, uh, some people, not a lot, some people would have had to been taught it. It just, it was one of my strong suits. Psychology was. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me, I'm, I've been sick, bronchitis. Uh, but framing, so. I kind of associate it with, uh, in baseball, you've got uh, uh, nine players on the field, but you've got a pitcher and a catcher. Pitcher throws strikes and balls. you got an umpire behind you calling strikes and balls. Uh, a really good catcher will frame a pitch. And that that is, if you, you throw a bad pitch, maybe it's just off to the left a little bit. <coughs> a good... A good catcher will frame his body as though, oh, I didn't have to reach for that. And then it, they'll catch it in a manner with their glove. quick, uh, Just maybe a quick move so that as it fools the umpire, fools his eye, fools what he makes him think he just saw a strike. And that's all because of the way the, the catcher, a good catcher can frame a, 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 a good ball and will get you more strikes than you deserved. Uh... So that's what this is. It's just setting up, framing is setting up the scene. It's getting your customers in the right mindset and, and ha helping them get the right attitude <coughs> to provide you with the highest likelihood of success or your advertisement with the highest likelihood of success. Now I'm just going to go into some studies here just because this is the best way to help you understand what I'm talking about. Uh, there was a study where a restaurant... Uh, on their menu, it was a sit-down restaurant, on their menu, they went through and they said, you know, instead of doing a study to see, or maybe even just taking data to see <coughs> what was the best selling, they said, we have the biggest margins on these items on our menu. So on those items, on those items, uh, they, uh, they put an X beside of it. And it was just it was just a little X, you know, like an asterisk or something. And at the bottom, it explained that that X meant that uh, uh, those were our, their best-selling items. I'm sure you've walked into a some restaurants and seen that. Uh, just oh, these are our best-selling items. Because as a result of that, sales in those items that were listed as best-selling went up 20 percent. Just from that, nothing else was changed. They just put a little asterisk beside of certain items, and they they put it on the items that had the biggest margin. You know, they had the idea maybe this will work. <coughs> if and that's because the reason behind that is because people like to think that it's popular. Having that little asterisk and at the bottom best selling, even though it's the company that's the restaurant telling the customer that, <coughs> the customer assumed and associated that with. That's the opinion of other people who have ate here, other consumers. You about can't go anywhere nowadays and shop without seeing reviews, especially online. We always check the reviews. A funny uh, statistic is, so people were surveyed online, and uh, it came to that about 97%. It was either 93 or 97. I'm about, I'm about positive it was 97. 97% of online shoppers or shoppers in the real world will if possible check reviews 
before buying a product. <coughs> you can't find 97 people who agree that the earth is flat. It's amazing that that many people will check reviews. So, because they put the X beside of it, other 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 customers said had they formed the opinion that oh wow a lot of people like this a lot of people buy this that means they like it that means I'll like it and they started buying it more sales went up 20% for those particular items now you say but those people are already sitting on the restaurant they're going to eat nobody ever goes into a restaurant looks at a menu and and then says oh I don't want none of this and leaves no you're absolutely right but the fact that you could direct those those customers to buy the 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 items on the menu that had the greatest profit margin that's amazing that definitely increases your bottom line when you get to running a successful business you shouldn't be satisfied with its success you should always where can i squeeze out more where can i get 10 cents more on the dollar where can i get five cents more on the dollar where can i get five percent more at in another study uh there was a uh there was a group of participants in the study. They were all uh, in the market to buy some furniture. Uh, they went to a furniture website, and uh, there was there was the groups were divided into two people. So everybody only went to one website, but there was two websites, so it was split fifty fifty down the middle. And uh, there was two websites. The the products and every the text. The font, everything was exactly the the layout, the setup, everything was exactly the same on both websites, except <coughs> the background on the landing page. One of them had coins, like change, nickels, dimes, pennies, quarters, had coins as the background on the landing page. The other one had clouds as the background on the landing page. Uh, after the shopping was done, the... Uh, the the participants were asked to take just a short one question survey and it was uh asking them you know what what was the biggest factor uh in in your decision today to buy whatever it was you bought uh the participants who went to the website with the clouds as a landing page uh the majority of them voted that comfort was the most important feature in the furniture uh the participants that went to the landing page that had the change the the coins the majority of them said that price was the biggest factor uh there was one more question after it was all said and done and that they were they were asked uh <coughs> if anybody noticed anything that may have influenced uh, their purchase anything like that was there any advertisement was there any pictures was there any details that may have been did, did they think that they bought that because that that's genuinely what they want and more importantly did they the, the question that they answered at the end that they answer that specifically because that's what they believe and feel <coughs> and no one had noticed anything about the background difference but you've got you know just to simplify the numbers here you've got a hundred random people you divide them right down the middle and the majority of people who went to the cloud site said that comfort was the most important feature. The majority of people who went to the the change site said that price was the most important feature. So, uh, and more importantly, 
the cheapest. So, you know, they weren't, people who went to the change site didn't say, I want to buy the most expensive one. They said, I want to buy the cheapest one. So that's something to consider. Uh, those subtleties, just the subtlety of what background you use on your website can influence what people buy, if they buy, and what, what, you know, which of the options they, they, they determine their, their purchase on. <coughs> That's really useful information. In another study, this one was done on the street. So there was a, a group of people on, on, on the street who were representing a company that was supposed to have a new cola <clears throat> that was about to hit the market. And they would just stop and ask random people, you know, cold conversations. Um, the point was if, you know, they would ask them for their email. They needed the email in order to send them the information that they needed to have in order to get that cola for free as like a pre-market thing. So if you gave them your email, they would send you an email uh, and that would have the instructions in it on how to get the free cola. Uh, the cola wasn't the, the point of the experiment, anything like that. It could, it could be, uh, replaced with just about anything, but they, they ask this, these questions in two different ways. <clears throat> if they just strike up a normal conversation and explain what they were doing with the cola and them getting the free cola and needing the emails, only 30% of people would hand over their email. They, your emails, you know. You don't want to just give that out to anybody. A lot of people will be protective over that, especially a stranger that just approaches you on the street. You don't want spam in there. You don't want to have to fight even more of that. You know how how hard, how aggravating that is and how much you... I don't know if you're like me, but if you're like me, I am diligent in trying to mark spam as spam and keep that out of my inbox so that I only see what's important. So only there was only a 30% conversion rate. Only 30% of people at, uh, gave their email under normal conditions. <clears throat> the second way that people, that they asked for the email was they opened the conversation with the question, are you an adventurous person? Now, when they opened the conversation with that question and then led into explaining about the cola and then asked for the email, that conversion increased to 70%. That's a 40% increase. 70% of people were willing to give hand over their email in order for this cola. Now, what you might ask, what does that matter? Why would that cause that? When you, by opening up with, are you an adventurous person, you cause the consumer to, to turn on sections of their brain that weren't activated uh, previously. They start remembering about times that they were risk, risky or taking risks. Uh, you make them think, most people will say, yes, I'm a risk taker, or I'm an adventurous person. And because of that, they were more, because it activated those sections of their brain, they were more likely to hand over their email. They were more likely to take that little risk. So, and that's an, an excellent example of framing. They opened up the interaction with a, with, with a specific uh, in a specific direction to get the consumer in a specific mood, a specific attitude, uh, which and resulted in a more favorable conversion. In this in this case, a much more favorable conversion. <coughs> Another study. There was a study done in France. Uh, they they hired uh, an attractive male actor, 
and they hired him. He was this is on the street. They hired him to ask for random girls' phone numbers. You know, go up, strike a conversation, just you know, kind of say the same thing to all of them, scripted. Just make sure you get to the point. You ask for the phone number, uh, and get their phone number. The variable in this was what storefront he asked in front of, where he was standing when he asked them. If he asked them in front of a dessert store or dessert shop, the conversion was 13.5%. Only 13.5% of the girls gave him their phone number. If he asked them in front of a flower shop, that increased to 24%. Now, those of you not already deep into marketing or associated with marketing, you may think, oh, that's only 11 or 10.5% really. Well, 10.5% in marketing, if you can consistently get 10.5% more, that's a that can be a big number. That could be the difference between profitable and unprofitable. That could mean the difference. That could mean all the world of difference. <coughs> so just by moving locations from the dessert shop to the flower shop, he was able to increase conversion by 11.5%. Why do you think, let's just go into this a little bit, why do you think that girls were more likely to, to give him their phone numbers? It was because it was a flower shop. They associate, just like in the previous example, they associate adventurous with risks. The girls associated flowers with romance. You get flowers on Valentine's Days or uh, anniversaries, uh, that sort of thing. <coughs> they associate, they, that, so them being in front of a flower shop, <clears throat> and whether they even noticed it or not, their subconscious linked those flowers to romance and therefore were more likely to give over their phone number. And the point of all this is just to show how important psychology is. You need to know your consumer and you need to know how to approach your consumer, how to open that interaction. It could be as simple as changing the background on your site, the, the, the background on your web page your profile picture anything like that or whatever picture or video you share in your your ad now if you put out mass content if you're a youtuber or something like that you know you don't have to consistently <clears throat> stick to the same script you you need to just let people know who you are and get to know you that's what i'm doing i'm not trying to be fake in any way i'm not trying to pull any tricks on you because <clears throat> I'm going to be doing this podcast for a long time. I'm dedicated to this. Uh, if I, You can only put on a fake or a front for so long before people find you out. So, in your situation, you need to be real. But, when you do go to put some money into an advertisement, when you do go to ask, or you do go to get some research or, or raise awareness, you put some money into an advertisement or to a campaign... You need to make sure you have all your bases covered. Don't just make sure that you have a pristine, perfect product. Product, Or maybe do a campaign making sure that your product or service is perfect first. Once you're sure that your product and service is exactly what it needs to be, <coughs> then you can make sure that you're targeting the exact demographic that you need to target. And then you need to make sure you're targeting them in the exact way that you need to target them. And that the content of the advertisement is what it needs to be because you could have the perfect demographic, but if you have a shitty, uh, if you have shitty content within that advertisement, the conversion rate isn't going to represent that perfect demographic. <coughs> you, it, there's just so many aspects of this that you have to make sure you have covered. Uh, 
I just recently had had a friend who who she is a partner in a clothing company. They they have a website that sells custom clothing uh, that specialize in like some pop culture things and some niches. And uh, I mean, it's really cool, really cool stuff. Uh, and they, I think they ran their first Facebook marketing campaign. I don't know enough about her. I know I know about her business enough that I need to, but I don't know enough about her her demographic to know if for one was Facebook the right place to be advertising that cuz Facebook tends to have on average an older demographic <coughs> than say Snapchat or YouTube or uh, uh Instagram. Instagram's starting to get up there a little bit, but not as much, not nearly as much as Facebook. So first was but uh, so I don't even think I explained it right. I'm sorry. Let me go back. So they ran some Facebook uh, ads. Two. Uh, there's two partners. One of them ran one. The other one ran the other one. The, she said that they were identical campaigns, uh, uh, targeting the uh, the identical demographic, and they came up with two very uh, very varying results. Uh, maybe even drastically varying results. Uh, she paid, I guess, a, a lot more per engagement than he did uh i don't know if she's measuring total engagements clicks likes and that sort of thing or maybe she's just measuring conversions maybe she, I, I don't know the details of that but she did say that the numbers that whatever numbers they're looking at were drastically different <coughs> this was her first advertising campaign and i'm not judging her at all i'm not saying that she's anything but the fact that it's their first it's definitely not going to be their best this should be a stepping stone. This should be a, a gateway to learning about her consumers. Okay, well, you know what happened with this one. Now let's collect that data, let's evaluate that data, and then re-attack. Uh, adjust and, and, and go after it again. Uh, but like I said, I don't know if fate. So now that I've explained that, I don't know if Facebook was the perfect uh, platform for her to be marketing on. I honestly don't think so, uh, because of the niche tar niche uh, uh, category that they sell in. I think that they would have been better off uh, approaching, maybe finding a podcast that talked about their spe their specific uh, uh, corner of the market. Exactly, I'm, I don't want to go into too many details and put their, her business on blast. But so they sell some of the stuff they sell is is branded and associated with like some shows on some popular shows on TV. Um, she should have found some podcasts that maybe talk about those shows or on those topics, and then went up to them and said, "Hey, how much for you know? I, I want to just do one show. I just want to sponsor you for one show. Uh, let's get that done." Podcast uh, advertisements are already standardized. It's like fifteen dollars for a fifteen-second pre-roll that reach fifteen dollars per one thousand viewers. Uh, so, and you can replace per one, CPM is per one thousand viewers essentially. So, uh, it's fifteen dollars CPM. For a 15 second pre-roll, uh, 25 for a 60 second mid-roll. And you can pretty much tell how much each episode is going to get, so you're going to know pretty much exactly how much it's going to cost to, to do that advertisement there. Or you could might negotiate that down a little bit if you say, we'll give you a promo code, it'll knock, we'll do 10% off, and then we can track how many people are coming from your your podcast and buying something as a result of this advertisement. And then instead of paying 15 or $25 for a mid-roll, we give you $10 for a mid-roll. I'm not saying that would work, but it's, an, but it's, uh, it's 
it's a possibility. I, I think it would have worked a lot better than just doing a Facebook ad. Even with the perfect, what she thinks is the perfect demographic. Uh, I think that would have been better. Or YouTube. Go to YouTube. And I have advised her to make, you need to make a, you, if you're going to sell clothing and purses and hats and material about these topics, about these shows and, and pop culture, you need to have a YouTube channel where you're reviewing these shows each season or maybe some fan fiction or whatever. If like Just like the MMA does. So if you're a fan of UFC and MMA, there are ten or a hundred YouTube channels that just talk about different fighters and different fights and uh, possibilities and reviews and this that, and that and blah 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 and they sell merchandise that's related to that MMA and UFC into these fighters she should definitely have a YouTube channel that does, they should definitely have a YouTube channel associated with that that's a great way to drive traffic that's a type of advertisement but instead of paying money you're you're spending time it's free to have a YouTube channel it's free to put those videos up no money involved just time uh, <clears throat> but in order to get an instant return instead of building up a community she could have already found and seen if there was a channel that targeted one of those shows specifically and then built an ad to run in front of that video or maybe sponsor that channel for a video or two or something but anyways there's just a number of ways to make sure that she is in front of the perfect audience and getting the most bang for her buck uh, for that not not knocking YouTube at all, but I think for her exact situation, her specific situation, there's much their product. There there there's some better ways that to spend that money. Uh, but anyway, so I I hope you found this podcast interesting and helpful. And trust me, we will go deeper into some of these topics. Any of these topics that you want to want me to speak more on, or if there's any guests on these topics that you want me to have on, leave them in the comments. Tweet me. My Twitter handle is at Drew Talks Biz, B-I-Z. D-R-E-W Talks, T-A-L-K-S, Biz, B-I-Z, at Drew Talks Biz. Tweet at me. Let me know if there's somebody who's a professional or that you admire in this industry, uh, or if you are a professional in this industry. Tweet at me. We'll, we'll, we'll work it out and get another episode on that topic with that person. Uh, but... So whether you're looking to hire a marketing firm or you want to run your own campaigns, it's important that you get the most bang for your buck. <coughs> uh, another topic I didn't talk about is that most sites provide their own statistics. Like Facebook provides its own engagement statistics for your advertisements. But there's a number of third-party programs that are great for gathering data and running hypothetical campaigns. I'm not going to advise on what I use specifically. Uh, I do I do own part of a, a, a marketing firm we actually this is the second go around with that I, I owned a company I can't mention the company's name because of the details of the contract but <clears throat> I owned a market but old friends and people who've known me before this podcast and before we sold that company know what the name of it uh anyways but it was a it was more of a turnkey service it did a little bit of everything marketing being one of it we ended up selling that so this is my second go around with marketing. Uh, I can't talk about any of the clients we used to have, and I can't talk about that company or the company that bought it. But they bought it for the the clients. They bought it for the resources. Uh, I was a, a a quarter partner in that 
it was it was a good company it was a good sale and i got out with the ability to open because i knew that i wanted to open up a marketing firm and i wouldn't have sold i wouldn't sign a contract that disallowed me to start a marketing firm but anyways uh so i'm not going to advise on what i on what we use <coughs> or what i have used in the past but I do suggest that you look around and compare services, com compare what they cost, uh, compare what they offer, and don't just go to their website and see what they say. See if you can get yourself involved with a community or maybe find some reviews and see what, what other people are using and what they have to say about it, who they like, who they don't like, why they like them, why they don't like them. Uh, but the, the cost of, of that, the cost of those third-party uh, services will factor into the effectiveness and efficiency of each campaign. It's not just the cost of the campaign, but the cost of the, the software that you use for gathering data and running those hypothetical campaigns, uh, <coughs> that that will, will factor into the cost as well. Just like when you run a promo code uh, for you sponsor, say you sponsor my podcast, you give me a promo code, you got to factor in that 5, 10, 15 percent as cost for that campaign. Um, but plus the the CPM for the views and whatnot, and then if you, I don't think that there would be any any. You could maybe do some hypotheticals just using the demographic that's likely to listen to this podcast. But as far as gathering data, that might be a little difficult. I I back in back when we were doing it, and then even now, I've never ran. I don't do a lot of uh, campaigns <coughs> involving. Uh, specific podcasters uh, those are much better off just person to person if I've got a client that wants to advertise and I think that podcasting would be a good way to do that then I'm not going to step in the way there and get involved in that I'm just going to say hey yeah we'll run these campaigns here here and here because I think you really have a good chance with these these and these or if I think that the best channel is podcasting I'm not going to charge anything for that I'm going to tell them I don't, I, you know, we can run some Facebook ads, we can run some Instagram ads, but I think your best bet is to go to uh, find some podcasts that that uh, that fit your category, fit your demographic. That may be the best route for you to go. And uh, then if they want to pay us to to set that up, we could do that. And we have done that, but we don't run any analytics on that. Uh, but we, you know, we're not going to charge anything. Just to say, you know, podcasting is the way to go and you can do all that yourself. Just have somebody in HR, have somebody in your marketing department or have somebody in your, your whatever, your support department. Contact that uh, that podcaster and uh, let them know what's up. Let them know you want to sponsor maybe for a video, a couple videos, whatever. Uh, a lot of times, uh, you know, when you hire a marketing firm... A lot of times you first give do a trial, and then if you like the results, you'll sign them on for six months, and then you give them a uh, <clears throat> uh, you know specific amount of money that you're willing to spend and pay them in order to run these campaigns. You give them a budget, and then you know that's a little that's the budget for the ads, and then you got the budget for them and how much they're gonna make based off of that. Uh, so it. Anyways, I don't want to go off on a tangent on all that stuff right now, but I hope you found some value in this. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to stay tuned until next time. Uh, this is uh, Drew signing off. Drew Talks Business, Episode 6.